Is this emergency podcast territory? Maybe going slightly too far, but we have some roster news on a day the Marlins have been rained out. So it felt like we're going to dig into 40-man move today. Garrett Hampson added to the 40-man roster uh, with Anthony Bender going onto the 60-day IL. We're going to look at what are the roster moves could and should be made. Also, I want to talk about Braxton Garrett and the spring he is having and the potential role he'll be playing this year for the Marlins. All on today's Locked On Marlins. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This, of course, is your daily Marlins podcast. And I, of course, I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. Hit subscribe to the pod wherever you get them. It is your team every day and it is free and available everywhere. Head over to YouTube as well. Hit subscribe there to Locked On Marlins. You will see there is no guest in tow. It is me riding solo on Wednesday, the 15th of March. Sean Barrett, if you are listening, hope you are getting well, brother. He has not been well since the Monday episode. Hope this brings a little bit of pleasure or enjoyment to your recovery. We're going to be talking about Garrett Hampson. (laughs) I'm not sure if that's going to help. And Braxton Garrett. Uh, Before we do that, though, guys, reminder, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. All right, guys, welcome to Wednesday's episode Uh, This was going to be a slightly different episode. However, had to flip the script. The Marlins, they dropped some huge news, kind of. Well, we have a roster move, and it felt pertinent to get into this. So what's the Garrett Hampson has been added to the 40-man roster. I mean, you can tell we're really scratching around for for big news. The Marlins are not playing today with a rainout, unfortunately. Yuri Perez was scheduled to start that game, so we would have had some nice content off the back of that one. However, rain uh, gets in the way. Game is postponed, cancelled. And uh, we are then left talking about Garrett Hampson being added to the 40-man. Firstly on Hampson, he was added, uh, it was a a minor league pickup. And I think the mechanics or the the rationale for there was uh, some sort of opt-out within the within the minor league agreement that, that Hampson could opt out if not added to the 40-man. And I guess the Marlins have made the call now to to, to make that move happen before uh, uh, Hampson opts out and, and ends up leaving as a, a free agent again and going elsewhere. So it felt like earlier in, in spring or heading into camp, um, a lot of people saw Hampson maybe as a, as a sleeper pick to make this roster, the opening day roster, the 26-man. Uh, and so I would say that the one other thing to say about Hampson is he does have one minor league option year remaining. And so whilst he's added to the 40-man, uh, it isn't necessary for him to make the opening day roster. They have that flexibility. And in reality, that Garrett Hampson offers the versatility and the flexibility, both in terms of his defensive alignments and his contractual situation, the fact that the Marlins don't have to carry him in on the opening day roster. Um Garrett Hampson last year, you know, you go and look at some numbers. I don't think I really dug into this at the, at the point when the minor league deal um, was signed. Um, but when you go and look into the numbers, 
It's it's an interesting one. Uh, the profile is certainly interesting. What I would say, well, there's a couple of things that stand out to me. Firstly, uh, as a righty, he's a righty hitter uh, versus lefties. Last year, he hit 296 against lefties. Again, this profile continues to be added to the Marlins organization and now the 40-man roster where they're looking at guys that can actually hit against lefties. Um, so overall, that, that I guess equated to a WRC plus of 121 against lefties. So pretty nice. Relatively small sample, though, in 2022. When you look at what he was like against righties, hmm, a WRC plus of 16. That's one six. So righty on righty, no. We will not be seeing any Hampson uh, probably at any level, or we shouldn't be righty against righty. It was absolutely putrid uh, in 2022. Um, the other thing to call out from a defensive perspective, what really jumps, what really jumped to me anyway, was in 2021 in center field, Garrett Hampson had an outs above average of six. The, it's the highest mark of any position of any year in his career. So 2021, six outs above average in center field. Granted, uh, in 2022, it was minus one in center field. A lot less uh, attempts in that in, in that period. Um, so that's the other thing with Hampson. The, the positional versatility, he's played at second, he's played at short, he's also played at center field. The Marlins definitely need a backup plan in center field. And I think Garrett Hampson... Really, it makes a ton of sense, particularly on a minor league deal uh, that's now been, I guess, converted into a league minimum um, number with a minor league option year remaining. So it hasn't absolutely set the world alight. Uh, the Marlins have got other, uh, I guess, other guys on that are more likely to make the opening day roster at this point. So Hampson just added his organizational depth at this point. But one that has big league experience, uh, can hit lefties, can play center field at above average level, seemingly, and has done in the past. All in all, that makes a ton of sense for the Marlins. It really does, because at center field, as we've mentioned, it does get thin quick. And trying to work out like who will be out there if, if Jazz needs a day off, I don't think that's going to be Hamson. But you know, let's say Jazz, for whatever reason, needs to be taken out of center field because, A, it doesn't work, or they uh, have some some issues in other spots, i.e. maybe shortstop or second base, and Jazz has to come out of center field. Next thing is Garrett Hampson, the type of guy that could um, you know, be a potentially a platoon option at center field there, I'd say, um, you know, and hit lefties. You could end up with maybe a Jesus Sanchez, uh, you know, Garrett Hampson platoon situation, perhaps at center field if you really needed it, if you were in a bind, let's say. So I don't think... The Garrett Hampson situation is one to be overly ecstatic or excited about. I do think it's interesting, though. I think this is uh, the timing is interesting. Uh, I don't know if there was a specific period within this minor league deal where, if he, you know, if he hadn't been added by the fifteenth of March, then he could uh, exercise that that option and 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 go to free agency again. I'm not 100 clear on that, um, but the timing is interesting. The corresponding move, Anthony Bender, as we know, uh, won't be uh, pitching this year or at least the majority of the season. I, I think it's pretty much the whole of 2023. So he goes to the 60-day IL. That is now open. We knew this. The 40-man was full, but we knew for certain there was two guys on the 40-man uh, heading that wouldn't be Aaron Anthony Bender. Uh, we also then have the uh, the news on Nick Enright also. Uh, looks like he'll 
there would likely be a 60-day IL candidate as well as he continues his his recovery and rehab. Um, you know, so that's we wish him well, obviously, as well. But I think with that news, there's there's now three spots open in all likelihood here for for the Marlins. The interesting bit is, you know, all three spots, all three pitchers. Uh, it looks like they're going to be adding, you know, they've added Hampson already, so that's one spot down. Um, you know, they may well need to add, well, they likely will add Yuli Gurriel and also Jose Iglesias uh, to the 40-man and also likely the opening day roster as well. Um, so we're starting to see how the roster is shaping up and what moves could be made. The other one to call out too, if indeed the other guy, you know, we, we're talking about Sixto Sanchez. He's on the, you know, the recovery pathway, let's say. But the reality is for Sixto, he could very easily land on the 60-day IL as well for the Marlins if they need to uh, open up another spot, which I think they will need to open up another spot. And so we'll wait to see because Sixto was recently optioned uh, down to uh, down to AAA. Um, so perhaps, I guess the mechanics of that would be they'd need to promote Sixto back to the major league level and then transfer major league IL. Is that how it works? Man, oh man. Baseball and contracts and minor leagues are so complicated. But anyway, with that being said, one thing that isn't complicated, guys, are our good friends over at FanDuel. Let's pump up these sexy graphics for those that are watching. See, if you aren't watching, head over to YouTube, hit subscribe, and you can see these graphics. Yes, sir, there they are. Um, and uh, it is, uh, well, probably past the midway point of the NBA season now, guys, and it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000, 1000 bucks. Uh, that's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Uh, then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers, a number of threes drained. It is tons of stuff to get into. Plus, you can even combine all of these bets together uh, to, for a chance for a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Almost botched it. Kind of brought it back. Well done, me. Don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Okay, mini botch in there, but, you know, vibed through it is what it is. So, we're expecting more news, I think. We're expecting more roster churn uh, and some more decisions to be made on the 60-day ILs to clear some spots for Guriel uh, and Iglesias. As we sit back and dwell on those signings, you know, it's pretty obvious they're going to be making the team, in my opinion. I don't think those guys are signing with the Marlins on a minor league deal to be or sent down to the minors to start the season. It's just not going to happen. The Marlins were, were willing to offer Guriel $3 million to, to play um, they m took a look at some other guys at first base. Uh, and I guess the one guy they didn't take a look at really that they mentioned they would do was Nick Fortes. They were saying perhaps Fortes would see some time at first base and, and back that up. Uh, we didn't see Fortes there at all. We saw Groshans. We saw tons of other guys here on Canacion. Um, but overall the Marlins made the decision and got the deal done for Yuli Gurriel. I think, which does add some experience, clearly some depth. He was the batting champ in 2021. So makes a ton of sense. Uh, from that perspective, team, and I think in reality, so is Iglesias. So the Marlins are going to need to clear some more spots. There's some roster moves. I also think there's going to be a need at some point, whether that's opening day or very near to it, to be adding either Dan Castano 
or Devin Smeltzer onto the 40-man and potentially the opening day roster. Also, um, Dan Castano, I must say, is having a wonderful spring. One guy that isn't having a wonderful spring and uh, is actually having a really terrible spring pitching-wise is Braxton Garrett. Um, you know, we've it's fair to say we've had a, a, a range or a, a roller coaster. Maybe it's you know, not a roller coaster, maybe slightly overdoing it. But with Braxton Garrett, you know, he was really not a guy that we were thinking about heading into 22 at all. He was potentially the guy we were seeing as like a trade candidate, a DFA candidate. Is he a big league or is he not? In 2022, when he got his opportunity, he certainly took that opportunity and definitely looked like a big leaguer. It looked to me like he, he could get big league outs uh, for certain. And I mentioned a few weeks back too, I think there is a reliever profile in there too, if required. Like he's he does lean pretty heavily onto that, that slider um, for certain, you know, that lefty slider, which works nicely. Um, so I could see that for Garrett. All indications to me suggest that, that the Marlins wanted Garrett to maybe transition into the bullpen to start the year, likely as the long man, spot starter, that kind of role. Um, but we have to say in spring, it has been absolutely putrid from Garrett. Um, not good. The numbers have not been good uh, overall. And granted, I haven't seen all of these starts. I mean, it's hard to see all these starts. Hardly any of it is televised. So you can only kind of go off the numbers. But it really hasn't been good. Overall, for me, I was... I've always been on the uh, of the opinion that, that Garrett should really be going down to AAA uh, and, and starting the year there. If indeed he wasn't going to make the rotation, if ever if the five, the main five, uh, and that's maybe a little bit unfair because Garrett could uh, earn himself a spot ahead of say Edward Cabrera. But yeah, again, the way spring is going, uh, that that is a, a no contest right now. I've always felt that the Garrett should be down to AAA, ready to go for when if. Um, you know, there's there's a problem at, you know, within the rotation. Seems like the Marlins are going away from that and are maybe happy to or comfortable to have Castano uh, and Devin Smeltzer maybe sitting there in AAA ready to come up. Maybe they then transition things around. You know, Castano's proven it over the years that he has the ability to come up and be a, a spot starter, a five-inning guy, whatever. You know, he, he's he's dependable in that role. Feels like Smeltzer has similar profile and similar qualities um, so it's going to be interesting to see the way the Marlins mix and match it. But I, I do think that, you know, with Garrett, he's shown enough that he, he works as a starter. The Marlins, I think, could see, you know, long man duties out of other guys and keep, you know, a Braxton Garrett kind of sat there at AAA ready to go. So I'm really intrigued to see the way they they play this all out. Um, you know, every indication we're getting is is one. And this is mainly driven by, I would say, Craig. Uh, it was mentioned it a couple of times that he, he thinks Garrett will will make the team as a reliever. Maybe they've got this six man kind of vibe, or Garrett will give give guys days off. So if Craig has that opinion, it's likely well well founded. Um, so the gut feel is that the Braxton will will make this team. He definitely hasn't done his chances any good in in spring, and so you know Cueto, I guess, equally has not been good in spring, and he's definitely making the team. So. I don't think their opinion would change drastically based on, you know, based on, you know, a couple of couple of outings in, in spring, which haven't been good, fair, you know, which we have to acknowledge. Um, so we'll wait and see how it goes on Garrett. Um, you know, but it, it you know, who are the depth guys? If Garrett is in in the bullpen, really it starts to get thin pretty quick, right? Because the two I mentioned there, Castano uh and, and Smelter, perhaps, then you're perhaps into like a Brian Hoeing situation. Uh, and then, of course, you got Yuri Perez kind of sat there, but it's clear like Yuri's still obviously. I mean, he, he is young, 
Um, he's relatively inexperienced and he's still got stuff to work on himself. Um, and so I don't think he needs to be overly rushed. The Marlins shouldn't be rushing him if indeed they they can help it. Um, and so again, that's why I think Garrett adds value there as the kind of sixth man down in, in AAA ready to go. And and then maybe kind of Castano and Smelter can move around as, as required. So we'll wait and see on that one, guys. I think it's a really interesting wrinkle here. The roster's definitely taken shape. Clearly, we're starting to get more and more discourse around Brian De La Cruz and Jesus Sanchez because it's it's starting to become clear that it, they're struggling to find a spot. Too. Brian De La Cruz obviously has minor league options, um, but has a, a better track record, I would say, at the major league level. Um, if you go back to the end of last year, um, he certainly would have earned that spot. He's one of the hottest hitters in the league for the last, what, six weeks. Now, Jesus Sanchez, more generally, it was... Not a great year, it's fair to say. It was a bit of a disappointing year, although his sure <laughs> my watch doesn't understand that Jesus Sanchez uh, wasn't having a great 21. Um, but I think with, with Jesus, there's a, th- a few things under the surface too with him in terms of this, uh, you know, sleeping in, missing the game kind of situation. You know, maybe there's some growing up that he needs to do. Maybe there's just some, some of the Sixto Sanchez um, knocks maybe of, does he want it? Does he want to be a big leaguer? Does he have does he have the desire? Does he have the mentality to make it, to put it in? He looks like he wants to have a lot of fun, which is all well and good. I think it's easy to have a smile on your face, um, and particularly when you're performing. However, if things well, then you know you need to knuckle down and find ways to to adapt and adjust. I must say, you know what we're hearing as well. The new hitting coach, uh, Brand Brown. He seems to be working with all the guys in different ways on different tweaks and mechanics and et cetera, et cetera. So then Jesus Sanchez, I think, has a lot to prove. He's walking a tightrope right now. Um, the interesting bit is what happens if the Marlins decide no on Jesus Sanchez for opening day and then in a position of zero minor league options. What do you do? You know, you're looking for a trade partner. The same was true of Lewin Diaz. I could certainly see a situation where you end up with you know, maybe a kind of merry-go-round perhaps with Jesus Sanchez. A lot of people like the profile. I get it. The profile is intriguing with the the power that has played. We have seen the power play, um, obviously. So it may not be quite as extreme um, as Lewin Diaz. Um, perhaps the Marlins can find a trade partner for, for Jesus Sanchez. But, you know, we're all sitting there dreaming on Jesus Sanchez becoming this big leaguer. What we've seen in the relatively brief stint. I mean, he was given a, a, a decent enough leash in, in 22 whilst being asked to play center field, but we don't have confidence that he, that he can be an everyday player. We just don't We don't have that confidence right now. Um, he certainly shouldn't be hitting lefties. We know that. So he's absolutely um, you know, a, a strong platoon guy at best. Um, but I think the Marlins have got, him, got themselves in a conundrum. It comes back to last season where they optioned him once the season was already cooked. Um, and burn that option year. It was it was a bit of a puzzling decision then. It's now even more puzzling now because the outfield's crowded, and it's crowded at the moment with uh, Jorge Soler potentially uh, that's on the roster. He may only be on the roster for one year, and so the Marlins feel a little bit trapped with this situation where Soler may be gone. They may be looking at Jesus Sanchez in a year's time. Great, he can step up into that role, but fundamentally right now, they have to carry him on the roster or look to trade him or DFA him. It's, there's so many options here. Brian Dela Cruz, in my opinion, deserves the spot. He's proven it. 
Um, he's having a nice spring also. So it's going to be pretty hard for Dela Cruz to, you know, for the Marlins to send him down. But he has that he has that flexibility. So if they're really in a bind for the Marlins and they can't find a partner to trade for Jesus Sanchez or they're still fully bought in, then it's going to have to be Dela Cruz down to the minors. It's a really interesting story. It's one of the only interesting stories, perhaps, um, associated with this roster. Those two guys in particular, there's only one spot, in my opinion, and it's two guys going for it, one of which doesn't have minor league options. So how do they play it? You either trade one, DFA one, or Dela Cruz is down to the minors. With that being said, guys, thanks for making Locked on Marlins your first listener of the day. I appreciate you joining me on this emergency podcast when Garrett Hampson was added to the 40-man. Anthony Bender transferred the 60 uh, Garrett Braxy not having a great spring. Does it matter to the Marlins? I don't know. The Marlins seemingly are happy for him to be in the bullpen. I'm not convinced that's the right approach. Um, we're also getting into this outfield battle. How is it going to play out? It's the thing to watch, I would say, in the last couple of weeks of spring. Uh, of course, guys, I'll be back tomorrow. I look forward to seeing you then.